but I thought it was the it, most incredible, most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Saturday Omaha. Eat this. Hello, Dave Zorko here, and welcome to Fatterday Omaha. On this episode, it's Food Recognized Food with Sarah Baker Hansen. She has been covering the Omaha food scene for quite a while in both print and digital media, ran the fun and controversial pizza bracket, and we had a fun conversation about journalism, dessert and dance, and of course, a ton of food. So let's go. Okay. All right. So you're good. You're comfy. You're ready. I'm great. All right. We are recording over here, so we're good. Okay. This is Dave Zorko with Saturday Omaha, and we are doing a food recognized food episode, our series where we talk to people in and around the restaurant industry about places that they like to eat. And I am very honored for many reasons. We are sitting in the uh, KIOS 91.5 NPR studios in in an excellent studio here, and more importantly, joining me as as my guest uh, sitting across from me, yawn across the uh, control panel and uh, headphoned and behind a mic is Sarah Baker Hansen. Hello. Hello. How are you? <laughs> I'm great. Thank you for having me on your show. I'm so excited. I am so excited as well. And, and you know, you are certainly a, a professional, a, a known food writer. Known, yeah. Known entity. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So many years at the World Herald. Yeah. And you are also doing some stuff um, outside of that, many things, including the pizza bracket, which we might yep. talk about. We will definitely talk about. But I'm going to let you tell it because you tell it best. What is going on in the world of Sarah Baker Hansen? So about, let's see, well, right at the beginning of 2020, perfect timing to start a food blog, I started a food blog. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been at the um, Omaha World Herald as a food critic for um, around eight years. Um, I can tell you more about how that happened if you want to know the story. Um, but I, I left the World Herald and uh, decided to kind of start my own thing. Yeah. And so it's a, it's I keep it pretty regularly updated. It's my side gig. Uh, so when I'm not working as a full time uh, public relations director at M Space and Lovegren, which is uh, an advertising agency here in Omaha, yeah. I run SarahBakerHanson.com. Awesome. And so uh, the it sort of started off. I didn't really know what I wanted it to be, but I just I had this sort of idea that when I was leaving the World Herald, that didn't mean that I had to stop writing about food. And right. so I decided not to um, because I love talking about it. I love dining out. And um, I have a, a background in journalism with an emphasis in criticism. So I figured I might as well put that to good use. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's kind of my main connection still to the food world. And, of course, a lot of time spent on social media, posting food photos, traveling. You know, my main goal in, on any trip is to have all the great restaurants that I can eat at during that trip. And then, um, yeah. yeah, just, you know, so so thrilled to, like, still be able to write about food in Omaha. We have such a rich and diverse and wonderful food scene here. So I, I feel privileged to be involved and to be here today to talk about it. That That is awesome. So you're, uh, I will maybe ask you, because you, you hinted at your start at the World Herald. That sounds yeah. like it had an interesting happening there. So, uh, like I said, I studied um, journalism at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, and um, I studied news editorial, and um, I was kind of always interested in, I guess you could say, all sorts of art or the arts. Yeah. And so um, the, the longer I went into journalism, the more I became really interested in kind of criticism as I don't know. It's it's similar. It's not similar to journalism, but it's still writing and, you know, sort of more opinion driven. Yeah. And so I studied um, art history and criticism in college. And um, so criticism was really like what ended up bringing me to food. So before I wrote for the World Herald, I actually wrote for the Omaha Reader for 10, oh, yeah. 10 years also about visual art. Uh -huh. And so, you know, reviewed art shows kind of had a, a sim similar learning about uh, Omaha's art scene and meeting a lot of artists and sort of, you know, just being deeply involved in that. And that was what actually led me to the World Herald 
in some way. Um, I started as a freelance writer writing about visual art. Nice. And so um, I had also worked as the PR spokesperson for the Nebraska Division of Travel and Tourism. Oh, wow. So I had written a book uh, about Nebraska Mm -hmm. before that, uh, like a travel guide um, called The Insider's Guide to Omaha and Lincoln, which I do not recommend you buy. It's like way (laughs) out of date now. (laughs) So many places in it are closed. But as you might imagine, when you're writing like an international travel guide to the area, it's like almost all about food. Sure. And so I spent just tons of time and it was so fun, like writing all these little kind of tidbits about all my favorite restaurants. Grew up in Omaha, you know, Omaha native. And so like I always have loved eating out and my my parents were like into food before like foodie was a word. Like, yeah. They had these awesome dinner parties in the 80s and I always got to stay up late and like try the fancy food they were making. Nice. So I feel like it was kind of all like it all came together at some point. But anyway, I started uh, writing about visual art and then uh, at the World Herald and then I got the opportunity to write a food review. The food critic before I was the food critic had left. And so okay. they said, do you want to review a restaurant? Because I had been writing other types of reviews. And I was like, yeah, that sounds really fun. Game on. Yeah. (laughs) And so I wrote three restaurant reviews. Um, All three of those places are long closed. Uh, I know it's a little sad. And um, then they asked me, did I want to apply for the job? And so I went through one of the more rigorous uh, interview processes that I had ever been through. And um, that is how it all started. Oh, my goodness. And so um, it's actually been really fun to write about food after all of that experience, writing about art and learning about criticism. Because in some way, I think, um, you know, writing about food can be so similar, except you have a plate in front of you and you get to think about why those elements are together on that plate. Sure. In the same way you might like if you were looking at an art in a gallery, why are these paintings or sculptures all in the same room you can kind of I always thought it was really fun especially when I was reviewing more kind of high-end or food I'd never had before or unusual restaurants in Omaha to to think about it in that way so yeah so yeah that was kind of how I started and then I just uh, kept going and uh, never really turned back that's fantastic so I, I'm, I'm curious because I didn't I didn't know until just now that there there's a subgenre section of journalism focused on criticism. Sure. I mean, you think about movie critics, you think about food critics, art critics, theater critics. I mean, they all traditionally have worked for journalism publications. So, sure. you know, even on the radio and stuff, there's movie movie critics and at every newspaper, there's always movie critic, food critic, whatever critic you could get. <laughs> because, you know, I did my opinion pieces, but then I also did a lot of reporting. So, yeah. you know, report about restaurants opening and closing, um, you know, think about through the pandemic. I did some stories about um, I did one story that was about uh, how many restaurants closed in Dundee during COVID. Oh, goodness. And so, um, you know, that really wasn't about my opinion. That was me doing like actual journalism reporting on this story that was kind of unfolding right. in a really significant food neighborhood in the city. And so, you know, I, I, I like to do that type of work, too. Um, it's super time consuming to do that well um, and to yeah. do a good job on that. So I, I oftentimes these days write more opinion pieces because, you know, you just you have some thoughts, you put them down on paper. <laughs> <laughs> but I do love that aspect of of journalism and of writing about food because, you know, everyone loves to read a trend story now and again about, you know, people still ask me like, what's the new hot vegetable or whatever. Nice. <laughs> and I used to like write stories about that and actually, you know, interview like farmers and that kind of right. stuff. Brussels sprouts are in or <laughs> it's it's chicken sandwich season. Kale was the first big one that I ever wrote oh, about. Oh, goodness, yeah. yes. Chicken sandwiches really are having like a moment in Omaha right now. Hot chicken sandwiches. Hot chicken sandwiches. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Mm-hmm. So I, I could probably talk to you for the next hour just about that subgenre of journalism. But yeah. could you, I because just because I'm blatantly curious here, can you give me a peek into how you construct your your review, your criticism, I, I guess, in a, uh, uh, a fair and honest way? Mm-hmm. Or, or are there tenets that you hold to so that you're being as accurate as possible? Just maybe a glimpse into that, that sure. world. Uh, sure. I mean, now that I kind of am on my own website, I can kind of do what I want. Sure. But I do feel like I still kind of um, subscribe to the rules that I followed when I was at the World Herald. So, for example, um, I usually don't write about a place unless it's been open for at least a month Mm -hmm. because that was one of the big things that we did at the World Herald. Uh, You just – you don't do that because – 
when we when you first like if you go to a place on you know the first week or whatever they're still figuring everything out right and they're you know probably deep in the weeds and if you know i walk in they might be like totally freaked out right <laughs> they recognized me <laughs> and so i think it's just more fair um to do it that way mm-hmm. uh so i i usually stick to that because i just think it's you get a better idea of what the restaurant's going to actually be yeah if you went on like the second night um, and so, uh, I also, you know, I take notes. That's just kind of like, you know, a thing that I'll always do sure. because when you get home after you've had two meals and then you sit down <laughs> to write and you're like, what did I like? And then you have all these notes and I use my iPhone for that, which, nice. um, was sort of a, people thought that was a real novelty like a decade ago when I oh, started I writing about food, like, but you're like using paper? everyone's looking at their phone in restaurants. So it really, you blend right in. Like no one that's, realizes it. That's true. That probably helps keep people kind of comfortable so it's not like oh i have my my right. legal pad and you and... couldn't have that like i i would you know I, I would like to have to hide my notebook or like run into the bathroom and take notes or something <laughs> like it just would not have worked out <laughs> so i figured out an alternate way to do it and now i take all my own photos um iphone cameras are really Amazing. great and there's tons of editing tools out there so i used to um you know the way it used to work was i would do my visits and then we would send in a professional photographer and okay. he or she would take all the photos but now it's just me. So, um, so yeah, I do all my own photography um, and edit all that and then, um, you know, kind of sit down to write. And, you know, I do a lot of research on different types of food and I try to always make sure that what I'm saying about the food is accurate. And so one big thing I do in order to kind of try to maintain that is I always take a photo of the menu oh, sure. when I'm there. Because you'd be surprised um, over the years of how many times I forgot to take a menu or I forgot to take a picture of the cocktail menu and Mm -hmm. then it's not online. And then you have to, you know, call and like weirdly ask all these questions about like what's in this drink and people think you're a freak and they don't (laughs) they don't want to tell you. So so I I, I feel you heavy there because so (laughs) we we recently recorded an episode uh, about fizzies and Little Bohemia. Oh, yeah, I love it. I, I do as well. And we were talking about the uh, gravy fries, sausage and gravy fries. Yeah. And we were, the, the three of us on the show were like, well, wait a minute, was that a house-made ketchup or was that a hot sauce? <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, was it? So it was funny, while we were recording, I actually called them like live and, yeah. and thank you, Johnny at Fizzy's at that moment. I'm like, so was that a hot sauce or a ke-? He's like, that was a hot sauce. Okay, boys, it was yeah. a hot sauce. Yeah. You know, so. yeah, you have to know stuff like that. Yeah. And um, especially, you know, I, I put a, a new review on my blog today. Um, about Canara, that oh, yes. um, Indian place out at um, like about, 138th and P. Yeah. And um, I'd taken a picture of the, the menu for the fish dish that is like the special, the special. Friday and Saturday. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay, I need to have all these details later because I'm, not, first of all, like trying to spell it, make sure you get it right is challenging. Can be challenging, yes. And then when you want to Google it to learn more about the dish or to kind of, you know, get some insight about that area of India, just whatever, you need all those details. Right. And you, you're lucky if you'll find them online. And so that's a big thing that I've adopted over the years. Like, I probably have like 50,000 photos on my camera roll of like, you know, menus, menus. from like places that are closed. <laughs> like, forget Yelp. Like, yeah. The, the <laughs> yeah. And I mean, in a pinch, I w- would go to Yelp, but cocktail menus are, you just can't find them online. Like, yeah. if a place has a little card, mm-hmm. like, you have to take a picture of that if you're going to have a drink because you just need that as a reference point later. Right. Or if you had the special that night and it doesn't exist anywhere else right. except one time. Right. So, yeah. Goodness. So, I don't know. I kind of have other things that I like to do, like, um, Usually I go to a place twice. Sometimes I only go once because you know now I'm doing my own thing. So sure, I pretty I pay for everything. There there's no same. Uh, there's no secret money involved. Right, same here. Yeah. <laughs> and so um, I always kind of if I go twice, which I often do, if it's like a, a bigger review or a place mm-hmm. I really want to do more of an in depth story about, um, I will uh, the first time I'll try like what I feel like they might be known for. Sure. Um, and then the second time I'll try I'll, I like to look around and see what other people around me are doing. I don't know if you're a nosy person like I am, but I like to see, like, I kind of think of sometimes of, like, the bananas foster effect, where, like, if one person orders something and then all of a sudden, like, everyone (laughs) in the restaurant orders it, I'm like, okay, I have to try that. Like, if everyone around me is eating, you know, a certain dish or it's, like, a flashy dish or something that I feel like people would ask a lot about, then I will always try to try that thing. Amazing. Yeah. So I don't know. Just a few things that I personally like to do. But I also have foods that I just love. 
Yeah. And so a lot of times, like if there's a, a really good looking burger, like I'll almost always get it. I think I've probably written about hundreds of burgers over the years. <laughs> like no, no joke. That's that's wonderful. I mean, a, a burger. There's there's this video game that has a story about why the burger is the most balanced and perfect food because it contains grain, protein, <laughs> vegetables, dairy. Yeah, and it's yeah, it yeah, has it all. It has it all, right? Right, in a handheld even. So yeah, it's fantastic. Exactly. Well, a, a good bridge there into SarahBakerHanson.com. Mm-hmm. So what is happening with your with your current food efforts, which is the most important thing, because they're happening now. Yeah, they're happening right now. So like I said, I post reviews. I post kind of stories. Um, when I started the blog, I really wanted to have a travel section. Yeah. Um, that didn't really work out in 2020, but tough, uh, yes. I'm working on that now. So um, I just went to Chicago, so I have some um, sort of a short list of all the places we went in Chicago, um, working on one of those for Kansas City. And I actually just got back from New York on Monday. So oh, wow. I'm going to do a couple stories about New York. Um, Yeah, and it was really fun. We actually, um, one of the things that I have coming on the blog, I think I'm going to be writing it this weekend, is um, a chef that's an Omaha native, Austin Johnson, Mm -hmm. who's done a couple pop-ups at Block 16. Um, He was, uh, he cooked at Noma in Copenhagen and then um, was the executive chef at Frenchie, a restaurant in Paris, and moved back to the U.S. and opened a spot called One White Street um, Mm. in July in New York. And so we were lucky enough to have dinner. Uh, there during the trip, Austin came out, talked to us, and uh, wow. I had a, a very singular experience in that it was the first time in my food career that um, I tried one of everything. Wow. Yeah. You ordered the menu. We didn't order the menu, but Austin <laughs> brought us the menu. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, I looked down at the, the menu that I had taken with me after I left, and I realized that we literally had tried every single thing, plus a couple wow. items on the tasting menu. So it was really fun. Um, I think he's a, just a super talented guy, and it's really fun to go into situations like that. Like he had a, a guy there, Stodging, Stodging, who was from Ord, Nebraska. Really? Yeah. In New York? Yeah, yeah. And he Whoa. was like, oh, I have another stage coming from Lincoln, like, you know, later this month. And it's just really cool how those Nebraska connections will, like, find you can find them all around the world. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Well, and and so many that uh, travel out from Nebraska and then come back and bring those amazing things here. Because, I mean, you know, you spending time in the food scene, it has blown up up around oh. here the diversity of food yeah. and choices options and oh my goodness yeah you know, all those i mean things. i remember when i first started it was like you know it was rare it was it was starting to be a thing but it was just starting to be a thing where you would see like craft beers yeah. on menus and now think about that like how crazy that sounds for me to say that right so i think you know you could you could apply that to so many different things in omaha and how I mean, we just have a really a population that lives here who loves eating out and True. who wants to support those places. And I think if we ever needed proof of that, that was 2020. Absolutely. And how many places survived because of those kind of devoted diners who wanted to keep their favorite place in business. Absolutely. And it, uh, you know, for me anyway, during that time, it really provided as close to a sense of we'll say normalcy yeah no i couldn't i couldn't agree more yeah because you you got to take that that food home it's it tastes delicious it tastes like it was eating in and and those type of things yeah so one of the things i did on my blog during 2020 because i couldn't really dine out was started a series called the takeout chronicles nice and um the takeout chronicles were just what they sounded like um kind of like every week or every once or twice a week we would just go to a place that we loved and we would write I we would try it my myself and my husband Matthew and yeah. then I would write about it and it wasn't I I kind of like I wasn't I was not in that to be critical. I was sure. in that to be supportive and yeah. to kind of let people know that they could still have these kind of chef-driven experiences yeah. um, even during this horrible time. And for me, it was like one of the things that got me through 2020 was the Takeout Chronicles. Like, I don't know what else I would have done with myself. <laughs> Just very, very cathartic to yeah, get that down. Yeah, for and, sure. I know. think my favorite one of all of the experiences that we had was um, Dave Utterback's Homakase. Oh, from, yeah. It's so cool. Like, 
like the name just I love the name so right? much but it was and I think you know it was it was truly this moment where we we loved that we were able to do that at home and we sat down and Dave had made this little like YouTube video that you could watch like as you ate your sushi and so yeah. he would like describe it to you as though you were there and then you would eat it <laughs> oh so you could like pace yourself along yeah, with the video kind, and, of, yeah. kind of but it was really funny because we started our dinner and uh, uh-huh. we're sitting at our dining room table and like I had gotten out cloth napkins and like you know we were doing it fancy and um, we finished in like 15 minutes <laughs> <laughs> and I was like wow okay well that was great now what do we do <laughs> it was it was a really fun idea though oh my goodness well yeah and then uh, David Losole from Virtuoso kind of yep. did the same thing with the mm-hmm. home pizza kits yeah. yeah and so many of those at home kits like I got a I remember very early on I got a, a lobster grilled cheese kit from Block 16 what yeah made those I got a um this is all on my blog under the takeout chronicles tab but I got a a a huge pot pie yeah. from uh, Au Courant in Benson. Yeah. And they did like all kinds of like home. They're doing yeah, big like trays that. and yeah, things. Yeah. 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 It was wild. That's so, fantastic. Yeah. It was just, it was, it was like what sustained me through that, that period. I wanted to keep the blog going and like, I was like, what else can I do except try to support restaurants and people who are, you know, trying to make it through this. Yeah. And, you know, I, uh, Culprit Cafe was doing delivery. I got a yeah. couple of their assorted pastry boxes. That was awesome. Yeah. And uh, Moots that does the pizza yep. was doing home deliveries. Yep. Man, that was that, that was, was awesome. That was dynamite. I yes. um I ordered moots several times, and one of the times I traded one of the I didn't trade. I paid for my pizza, and I paid for all the food during the takeout chronicles. But, um, I I left a bot like I was I was it really got into like home cooking stuff. So yeah. I was like brewing my own kombucha and like nice. doing all this bread baking, which I had never done any of like, that, that before. Was, that was a huge like yeah. everybody's and like yes. there's no yeast because yeah. everyone is baking right. bread. Yeah, and so I started my own sourdough starter. And I like grew this like so then I was like once I started that it was like oh I'm gonna just do all of this like fermentation and so the moots um, Adkisson I think it was Kane actually dropped my pizza off and I left a bot like a mason jar of kombucha on the side table Uh and I don't know about you but when I drink kombucha I drink like a little bit Uh I feel like it goes a long way and he sent me like an hour later a picture and of the empty jar oh we just like (laughs) he just slammed it (laughs) I was like well you know whatever keeps you going uh, delivering those pizzas but yeah it was, it was pretty good <laughs> got his probiotics that day <laughs> goodness yeah oh yeah. man well yeah and you know we uh for for our show because obviously we couldn't eat in yeah uh, my my co-host tj got this idea he's like you know let's figure out in-car dining yeah as best i as saw we can. you did that yeah so it was like you know it's like trays and real plates and one of one of my favorites was we went to jay coco and we, in in the minivan that that he has, full table, cloth tablecloth, silverware, awesome. and it was fun because we, you know, you got the food as hot and fresh as possible. Right, you were you right. Know. You were gonna eat it right there. Correct, correct. Because yeah. something, you know, burritos travel really right. well, but yeah. you know, the pizza sometimes. That was. That was one of the bigger challenges that I think every chef faced was like a lot of restaurants do great takeout, but mm-hmm. a lot of restaurants are not built for takeout. No. And so figuring out like how to do that, you know, I the one story I wrote about the the pandemic, I interviewed Dario, yeah. of course of Dario's and and Avalie, and um, he was like, you know, I feel like I've reinvented my business like twelve times. Oh my gosh, yeah. Just over and over and over, like trying to figure out like what do we do now? What do we do now? Because it was yeah. like there was no. There was no no one like telling them what they should do. There was no rules, there's there no manuals. No, no, there was nothing. Yeah. And so the challenges of that I think were just kind of like mind boggling when you think back on it now. Yeah, in some cases it's not even a pivot, maybe it's a pirouette. Seriously. You know? Yeah. I mean, it was just continuing on and on for yeah. that whole year. So so yeah, it's been interesting kind of coming out on the other side of that. Right. And I really I did really I feel like with thought hung up my critical hat for that year. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not going to criticize anyone because they are like working so hard to make sure that they can stay in business. They need our support. And so, um, only recently have I decided that maybe I can be a critic again. (laughs) And so today in my review, I put a few complaints in there. Just (gasps) test the waters. Oh my, to see what happens. Some people already commented that they didn't agree. That's fine though. I feel like I kind of like that. If someone disagrees with me, uh, I feel like that's, then I, I've done a good job. 
Well, you, it, thought-provoking. Yeah. And everybody has a different palate. Sure. You it's know. F- so subjective, yeah. food is. But I feel like once I've been, you know, I've been writing about food for a while now, like, people probably know what I like and what I don't. Um, but sometimes I find myself, you know, in the spot where I'm going to I'm gonna write something that I wouldn't normally write, which is I did today. So, interesting. Yeah. Keep it interesting, right? All, all right. Well, well, guess what I'm going to do right when I get home because I haven't read that one yet. Yeah. So, it's so. only been on there less than 24 hours. Okay. So. All right. I'm going to have to check that out. Okay. So we're gonna we're gonna circle back here towards the end. But I brought you here not only just to talk to you, of course, which yeah. I'm very excited about, but on food recognized food, finding out places that you like to eat. Yeah. And as I kind of said in our pre-show, this doesn't have to be Sarah Baker Hansen's right. top 10 or yeah. top five, but what are some cool places around Omaha you like to eat and what might you recommend that people get when they go? Yeah, I feel like I get so many. In fact, just as I was um, driving over here for our um, for our interview, yeah. um, I got a, an email from a guy and he was like, I'm going out with my wife tomorrow and these are the parameters and can you recommend places? Yes, does I this am... happen to you a lot? Yes, it does. <laughs> it's like, where did you eat yesterday? Yeah. Uh, are there any foods you really hate? Yeah. Do you like spicy stuff? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I was just, I was thinking about that. Like, what am I going to tell John? Like, he has to have a good date night with his wife. Right. So I'm always thinking about this and so um it's kind of a fun thing to answer and you know people always like over the years people have what's your favorite restaurant is like the most i think asked question sure um and mine has always been the same answer um la bouvette is my favorite restaurant Mm. it it always has been i think since the first time i went there when i was like 17 Wow, uh, just has kept it steady yeah, the whole time. Yeah, pretty much. And, you know, it opened in the mid mid to late 90s when I was, like, about to graduate from high school. Yeah. And so the first time I went there, I was just like, how did this place exist? Where did this come from? And, of course, you know, it came from the mind of Yara Mercer. <laughs> and so not I didn't realize until, like, much later when I was, like, a grown-up and went to Paris that it is exactly like a cafe in Paris, like exactly like it in, in, Omaha. in every way in Omaha. And yeah. so um, that uh, La Bouvette is my both my favorite restaurant and is one of the only stories that I've ever written that I got like truly angry emails about because my really? husband Matthew and I wrote a book about Nebraska. And I was like, I'm never going to write about La Bouvette because it's just selfish reasons. Like, I just don't want anyone else to know about it and I don't want it to be ruined. Ah. But I was like, if I write about it, like I should do it now. And so I did, and um, many people shared my sentiment about you cannot write about this place. Like it is sacred. Oh, because it's the hidden gem, yes, and uh-huh. right. And so I, I, I've gone there throughout the pandemic, actually, and uh, and still go there all the time now. And it's exactly the same. So I didn't ruin it. Good, good. <laughs> still, still is special. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I feel like my choices are just like what a lot of people's choices would be. Uh-huh. Like, I think the best burger in Omaha is at Block 16. Now, is it the Croak or? The Block, the block Burger. The Block Burger. Yeah. Okay, so you and Alton Brown disagree slightly we on do, that burger. a little bit. Uh-huh. I mean, same same great brain trust of the, sure. the urbans. But yes. uh, that's my fav- favorite burger. And that, when I was at the World Herald, I did a series called Food Prowl. And that was the only food prowl out of like 40 that the team actually got into a fight over the burgers oh. <laughs> and it ended in a tie between two of us voted for block 16 uh-huh. and the other two voted for dinkers very and different so, burger very different burger and yeah it got it got pretty heated during wow. the i was at block 16 that it got heated <laughs> And I was like, okay, guys, this is supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's a burger. Yeah. They were both good. It's yeah, okay. Yeah. But, you know, I, I've i kind of, like, it's been kind of a joy, like, after 2020, going back to restaurants that you haven't been to in a while. Like, sure. The other week, um, Matthew and I went out to Dante. And yeah. it was just so great. Um, just, you know, everything about it. And right before I came on today, I was looking at my phone, and I saw Lasagna Thursdays were back at Dante. <sighs> that picture. I know. Instantly (laughs) just makes me want to eat the picture. Yeah, it's so great. It is. Yeah. So I would say if you haven't tried Lasagna Thursdays at Dante, they have Lasagna Thursdays and half price wine, which is like a match made in heaven. My goodness. So, yeah, that that would be sort of like a a thing that I really like. I've actually really been enjoying. I just wrote a story about the kale salad at Lola's to like completely pivot from lasagna. Wow. Yeah. And um, 
I like kale salads a lot. Um, and people always ask me, like, what's the best salad in Omaha? And it's just such a weird, random thing that I've never thought that much about. Sure. But I ordered this salad, and I was like, this is the best salad in Omaha. And so I wrote a little story about it. But I really enjoy Lola's. I think it's kind of a hidden gem in Midtown. Yeah. But it's attached to the Dundee Theater. So a lot of people I don't really think realize what it is. But it's truly like a full-service restaurant. serves breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Yeah. Um, and I've just never had anything there that was bad since I've... I've been there. So That's awesome. What what else? So I haven't been there yet because they haven't been there for a super long that, time. No, yeah. no. I wrote about them during the Takeout Chronicles. They they pivoted to Takeout and then they they reopened a, like a little bit later than some other places. But uh-huh. they have really great um, charcuterie and cheese board. They nice. make all of their soups completely from scratch, wow. like every day. Yeah, and they're bread is incredible. So this Mm. salad, this kale salad is like this big kale salad and it has candied nuts and this like really great citrusy um, Caesar dressing on it. And then it has raw sliced jalapenos like spread through the salad. So it's kind of like green on green. So you get this little like surprise burst of super spicy every few bites, which I really like. And then it comes with this piece of just mind-blowing focaccia on the side. That's just, it's just incredible. So that would be kind of a a little bit of an under-the-radar thing, I guess. That's awesome. Any places that are newer that you haven't been to yet that that are on your radar? Oh, man. I'm trying to think. What are the new places? And that, that's always kind of a tough question, too, because the other thing is, you know, it's like, well, where are you planning on eating next? And I'm like, I'm like, OK, I went here, here, here. Yeah. What, what's the next one? You yeah. Know, there's I so don't many know. Good I could probably like look at my phone and see, like, what have I eaten recently? Let's see what's on here. Um, well, these are like all pictures of New York, so that's not really fair. But, well, I have been wanting to check out. OK, well, here's the first thing. My my uh, mine and Matthew's wedding anniversary was last week, and I think oh, congratulations. it was thanks. Yeah, it was one of the uh, first times that we had gone full bore back at the sushi bar at Yoshitomo. Oh, nice! And um, I do think that it's just like second to none. It's really, really great. Um, so if you haven't been there, you should definitely go there. I have heard this isn't a new place, but I know uh, for a fact that Mercury is releasing a new food menu. Oh, nice. And I feel like people really know it for the drinks, but they don't maybe know it for the food. So I would highly recommend checking that out if that you haven't. That is interesting that you say that because I was uh, just talking to uh, Kristen Ipok-Philbin uh, at uh-huh. uh, Site One. Yeah, yeah, and which is also a very cool, fun new place. Yeah, so, so yeah, I was talking to Kristen at Site One, and yeah. I was asking her where she likes to go. She brought up Mercury, Yeah. and I somehow did not know that they have a cocktail-o-matic yeah. inside of Mercury, which yeah. sounds like the most fun thing ever <laughs> avenge your own cocktail and let the bartender mix it up for you yeah, so it's that's, great that's pretty it's very cool. very creative yes and yeah. yeah i mean their most recent menu was all based on breakfast so like oh wow drinks that are made after like you know cinnamon toast crunch and uh yes and then also, <laughs> but also creative things like um toast and jam and like that those types of things so like the drink has all these like different elements and layers to it yeah so what's they're really creative. What uh, so I obviously I haven't experienced the drinks or the food. So what what type of food do they serve? What would you maybe keep so an eye ha- out for? They you'd be shocked to know that they have a great burger nice. and that I really like it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, believe it or not. Um, and then they do they do like house made pastas, which are really really great. yeah. They have this. Um, I have several friends who every time they go there they must order this um, beer cheese fondue. Ooh. So that's really good. Yeah. And with drinks, especially. They also do meat and cheese. Like, they have kind of, I don't know, like, just food that's appropriate to pair with a cocktail. And they have really nice, you know, wine list as well. So, Fantastic. Yeah, yeah worth checking out. Down on 16th Street. Absolutely. Kind of opposite side of 16th from um, Block 16. Yeah, great area because you've got Culper right there. You've got Block you've 16. Got, yeah, Mercury, yeah. So. And, you know, the Green Room right across the street there has a really nice cocktail program as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, I know. And I think Block was pairing up with them for for a while for yeah, eating space. Which was and so like creative. That, that is. They're, yeah. Those urbans, they're always thinking of all sorts they of cool think stuff. Of everything. Seriously. Yeah. The, the only time I've ever seen a uh, gravy and cheese fountain in the same place I, at Burger Fight. I was Fight. at that event. You were. Yes, I was I too. Was, yeah. Oh my goodness. Do you, do you remember which burger you voted for? Oh gosh. I was I, trying to remember mine I too. Don't I don't remember. Don't. But I, don't. I guarantee you there's a picture of that on my phone. Excellent. Excellent. <laughs> and of the fountains. Th- that was that was wild. Yeah. That, that was, was wild. So cool. Although I will say the uh, cheese fountain, my 
tiny need a little more temperature. It had a hard time keeping up with the viscosity of the cheese. Uh, yeah. But I don't think it was designed originally for that, probably. <laughs> I don't so. Think so. I think that was definitely not designed for yeah, I, cheese. I think Paul was just sitting there. He's like, you know what we need? We need a cheese fountain. He or, told me he was going to have a cheese fountain, and I was like, only you. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a story we were, we were talking to the, uh, Paul and Jess on uh, uh, Food Recognized Food, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Paul at some point stepped in a bowl of menudo that he left on the floor. So there's a good <laughs> good story about that. But, uh, yeah, that it, sounds pretty great. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely wake you up. Um, yeah, for sure. So, so you had mentioned New York and yeah. Paris and, mm-hmm. and gave me a beautiful segue yeah. Into t- asking you, let's open it up a little bit. Nationally, internationally, anywhere, what are some places if people are traveling that they should catch? So I was just in New York, like I said, and uh, I was talking to several people about pizza because I'm a, like a diehard New York mm. style pizza person. Yeah. That's just like my thing. And so um, over the years, I've had several favorites. Um, but my most recent favorite is a place called Ruby Rosa. Okay. Um, it is absolutely incredible. Um, it is just the the atmosphere is really fun. It's in a great, you know, downtown neighborhood. Um, not only do they make amazing pizza, but they also make this. I'm, I'm talking way more about salads on this podcast, so I apologize for that. That's OK. <laughs> I, I, I mean, you know, with the with Fatterday Omaha, we don't always get into the salad <laughs> arena. So you're broadening the, yeah, the horizons. Maybe there's going to yes. be a whole new salad episode. <laughs> bunch of salad listeners. Yes. But they make their salad is it's not healthy. That's why it's so good. Oh, excellent. Yeah. It's got like a mountain of cheese on the top of it. Uh, yes, and like please. all of these like pickled onions and like olives and just all of these bits. And literally like it comes out and you can't even see the lettuce because there's like so much cheese on it. <laughs> That's my type of salad. Yeah, it's great. And so get that salad. And then get the Supreme Pizza, which I am a, a strong advocate of, like, pepperonis. Moots has this pepperoni where the pepperoni, like, curves oh, up to the be a little, like, style. grease bowl. Yes. Yes. Theirs does their – the pizza at Ruby Rosa does that. Uh-huh. And it is just – incredible. I really hope there's like a whole bunch of Nebraskans that start going there and they're like, why are so many Nebraskans coming here? (laughs) And then they Google it and they find my blog. (laughs) I like it. Yeah. So that I would say is a great experience. Um, You know, Chicago is become obviously I don't need to tell anyone listening to this podcast that it's become like one of the premier food cities, you know, in the world. And so every time we go there, um, it's just fun to kind of revisit some favorites and then try new places. And um, we tried, I think this time, kind of without meaning to, we went to all places that were kind of in downtown Chicago versus mm-hmm. like neighborhoods. And over the past years, we've really been focusing on like the West Loop and like all of those, you know, kind of hot, hot areas. Yeah. Um, but we went to one place and I can't think of the name of it. Maybe I'll think of it while I'm talking about it. But it was it was billed as a Japanese listening bar on Eater. And I was like, what is that? And yeah. so I started looking more into it. And basically what it was was just a really good restaurant with a great sound system. Oh. And so you walk in and it's this like cool kind of like funky space and there's speakers just all over the place. Yeah. And they have up by the bar in the front of the restaurant. And this is all on my blog. You'll be able to find it. Um, under the travel section, they have a like a, a record player, uh-huh. and they just they play entire records huh. on vinyl yeah. through this like incredible sound system. And so, I I do write a lot about how like what I think about atmosphere, and this place on atmosphere just like kills it. It was so fun to hang out in there. That's awesome. Yeah, and the food was really good. I mean, it wasn't. I'm 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 mostly remembering the music because it was sort of fifty fifty in yeah. terms of like, wow, this atmosphere is so memorable. Right. It had just opened. Like it had only been open for like a month or two. So that's awesome. Go on my blog, look that up if you if you like that type of thing. Yeah. Well, it's it's interesting because I was expecting maybe you're going to say, well, you sat at the table and everybody gets a set of headphones. No, or, you, no, you know, no. Because it's I, more of a communal listening experience. I, I, that, that's that's awesome. Well, we were talking with uh, Nat Ogura of Yum. Yum Omaha, yeah. of course, you know, she's from Japan. Uh-huh. And she was telling us about a fishing restaurant in Japan. Yeah. And she's like, you go in this restaurant and there is a lake in the restaurant with a boat. And so you get your fishing pole, <laughs> yeah. you go on the boat, you catch your own fish, and they will cook it. You you want sushi, you want it fried, you wow. want it whatever, and they'll they'll cook it for you. So that's when you said listening bar, my yeah. mind started it to went go. right to the pond. And the, yeah. I, I was. I, I mean, I, I thought was. I was going really, like, gimmicky with listening bar, but <laughs> <laughs> I guess not that bad. No, that's 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 cool. That's cool. Yeah, so that was really fun. Um, like I said, we, we had a great experience at One White Street in New York just this past visit. 
it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I I haven't none of us have really been able to travel internationally in a while. But um, some of them were like we went to um, when Matthew and I went to Berlin for I don't remember what year it was. It was a few years ago now, maybe like three years ago. Yeah. And I had in my head that I was going to find this one like a curry versed stand that I had read about online. Yeah. And it was like, this is the best in, in Berlin. And so I was like, okay, well, we're going to it. And so, you know, there are curry versed like everywhere. But I was like, no, we have to go to this one. So we like get on the, the subway and we like ride out, you know, wherever it is in this neighborhood. And um, we walk around every, you know, we, we obviously like don't speak German. And so we, we get to it and there's this like, older German lady at the it was like a walk up window so we just walk up and like everything is in German and I start speaking to her in English and she starts like yelling at me in German (laughs) she was like I don't know what she was saying but it was not it was not it was not a good scene and so she was started I could tell by her voice intonation that she was asking me questions Uh so I just started saying yes to everything that she said (laughs) and then she was like okay she like waved me off and then um, she was like I was paying and I didn't know like how much it was and it uh-huh. was it was a total disaster in terms of like customer like serve you know server interaction it was it was awful and she was like legitimately angry at me for being there <laughs> like she just didn't have time for me but I ended up ordering three curry versed platters for two people which was like <laughs> way too much but I will say all that being said definitely one of my like fun most fun like you know, food travel memories of me just being set on going to this place and right. it turned into like the weirdest experience. But also it was so good. We actually did eat all of it. <laughs> <laughs> all three platters. Yeah. Yeah. Done. It was great. But, you know, that's kind of like the beauty of seeking out some weird random place that you see that's supposed to be the best. And, you know, the food was probably the best, but the experience was like way more memorable. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, maybe if you have that heads up that you're going to get screamed at and yeah. you're ready for no it. No one it's said that on Yelp. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, we, we won't tell them to the Yeah, there. don't tell them. Yeah. Just, just tell them to, you know, go there and it'll be great. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Danger. Yeah, exactly. Well, uh, speaking of, of memorable events, uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about food memory. Okay. So things that really, and it could be a restaurant, but maybe some of those, you know, more events, maybe with family, friends kind of things mm-hmm. that really, really stick with you. You know, yeah. maybe even something as simple as, you know, I, I used to order French fries at a bowling alley, used to bowl at. I was, you know, really happy kid. I have that dollar in my pocket, man. Yeah. I can get French fries. They're hot and fresh and delicious. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, um, you know, my, my mother used to take me out to uh, Duggars, uh, which became Scott's many, yeah, many years ago. I know. It, yeah, and uh, they used to have a drink at the bar for kids. It was called a Grover. Right. Uh, I believe was it, blue? it was blue. Awesome. So of I course, loved that. Exactly. So exciting, and I'm sure it was probably just like Sprite and some food coloring or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But I can still almost taste that, and it's been a long time since I've had that. So <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I wanted to ask you about from from your end of the microphone there. What's uh, um, what do you think? Probably my most like vivid food memory is um, when I was a kid. I was in dance, and my um, dance recitals were at the Orpheum. Wow. And so, you know, like hundreds of kids, like we all go on the stage with Orpheum and we like do our dance routines. Yeah. And my sister and I were both in dance. I did tap and ballet. And um, after, I, I mean, yeah, that was fine or whatever. But after the dance recital, I got to get dessert at any restaurant I wanted. Ooh. Yeah, that is what I remember. And so I was, you know, I think I quit dance maybe when I was like, maybe when I went to like junior high. So when I was like 13. So I had gone to like every fancy restaurant with help from my parents choosing it in in downtown Omaha because we lived in West Omaha. And so that was like a real big thing to like get to go to have the dance recital at the Orpheum and then like this fancy dessert. Yeah. And the one I most vividly remember was the white chocolate mousse at the French cafe. Ooh. And I was just like, I don't know. I was a kid, so I don't even know if it was good. Sure. Like, but I thought it was the it, most incredible, most beautiful thing I had ever seen. Yeah. And, you know, the old French cafe was like so kind of, you know, dim lit candles. Like it was very adult for like a right. kid to be there. Oh, yeah. And I would always order. I wrote about this in the in the World Herald once, but I would I would be leaving my dance recital. So I would be going to the restaurant in my dance costume, which oh, wow. was always, you know, covered with like spangles and 
and whatever ruffles. And so right. I was wearing this like really fancy like costume and I got to choose a fancy dessert. And those kind of like memories are probably some of my first rest like restaurant memories that yeah. I have related to trying foods that I had never had before. And so, yeah, I would say of, of my food memories, that's probably one of the strongest. That's awesome. Well, in an interesting approach as, as a parent, yeah. thinking about it that way, because it's, it's probably easier to get a kid to try desserts places <laughs> For sure. than we're, you know, we're getting sushi tonight, yeah. uh, David or Sarah, you know, yeah. does what we're I was always a really adventurous eater. And I, I, some of it goes back to those dinner parties that my parents had. You yeah. Know, there would make, there would be like duck liver pate or, you know, all these kind of like 1980s, like gourmet magazine right. cover, you know, dishes is what they would make for these parties. And I would get to try everything. And so that really, I think, instilled in me this whole idea that like I would I would try any any type of food like anything yeah and um, I'm very much still that way like I I can think of probably nothing that I wouldn't try that that was actually going to be my question is there anything that you just like nope not going to do there isn't really up to this point in my life I have not encountered something that I wouldn't at least try that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, that's a that's that's a good way to do it. At least try it once and yeah. see. You know, I mean, how? Are, I mean, it could be it could be weird or off the wall, but what if it turns out to be really good? Right. Well, and, and especially if it's a restaurant and they've been open for a while, they're yeah. not going to serve you. You know, it's not like well, we're going to serve you rocks with some gravy. It's <laughs> right. like no, we have it on the menu for yeah. a reason. Yeah, so. exactly. Oh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So that would probably be. Maybe that was when I was destined to write about food. Well, and and my goodness, you were probably a one of the most well traveled as far as restaurants, you know, goes. Kids, mm-hmm. and then you know, uh, you know, going into your you know your adult your journalism career. I mean, you had already been a whole lot of places around Omaha. So yeah, you know. and that's why it was so fun that first time I got to write a restaurant review. I was just like, I've been going to restaurants in this town. Like I have so many opinions already that right. I had built, and then you know to start tack start stacking on top of that like traveling and and constantly adding like new food experiences to yeah. that kind of level of experience that I already have like I think that really in a lot of ways for me like reinforces that whole idea of you you want to try something that you've never had before because you know there were a lot of things that I tried in other places and then came back to Omaha and I was like oh I've had this thing I remember having it here and so it gives you like this frame of reference that makes you able to to talk about things um, and make them approachable, but also have enough knowledge that you can say accurately, you know, what it is or what it's supposed to be like or where it's from, those right. types of things. Right. And, and maybe some of those common ties between cuisines, because, you know, there's, I mean, obviously there's a large diversity of ingredients and spices, but yeah. quite often, you know, at least there's a thread that ties it to something that maybe, you know, sure. You know. Yeah. And then that can lead to a story, right. you know, something deeper that's happening at the restaurant that you might want to write about or look into well we should talk about pizza bracket that is exactly right it was really it's really interesting so the pizza bracket started off like years ago as this idea of uh-huh. my i have a, a good friend i'll just give him a shout out his name is ben van cat um who loves the ncaa tournament like uh-huh. loves it and so a lo- like years ago he came to me or we were out for a drink or something and he was like what if we did a food bracket and I was like, that's a great idea. Yeah. And so we came, you know, we talked about all these different topics, like how would we do it? And wh- what would we, you know, what what would we, what would, just how would we do it, basically? What would it be about? And I, I came to the conclusion that I thought what I wanted to do was make it all local. Mm-hmm. And, and just, it would be, we would seed it, and then we would, we made like all these different spreadsheets of all these different places, and I had to do hours of research to figure out enough locally owned places that we could fill out the 64. And so we figured it out and we, we sat down one night pre pandemic, uh, at, at my condo and we did the seating and it took us forever. And we were like, okay, we feel good about it. Like here's our, you know, we had, we had reasons for what, what all we did. And, uh, and then we kind of like lost track of it. COVID started, like we didn't know what was going to happen. And so when there was no tournament, we didn't do it because we were that was going to be like the thing, the first thing I was going to do oh, on my site. Yeah, so this yeah. was like in 2019. Yeah. And then we we had it all ready to go. And we were like, we're not going to do it because it doesn't feel right. Like people aren't going to be able to go try the pizzas like we don't know what's going to happen. Sure. And so we just we just like held it. Yeah. 
so fast forward to this year, like, you know, we're in a, a sort of like different headspace and it's like mm-hmm. a week before it was supposed to start and they were going to have the tournament and blah, blah, blah. And, and Ben sends me a text and it says, pizza bracket, do you want to do it or should we wait until <laughs> next year? And so I was like, let's do it. Nice. And so we pulled up all of our old spreadsheets and we we like went back to it and, and I had to make all these calls again to like make sure places this time were still open. Yeah. And then research this was like pages and pages of Yelp to see like what places had opened that I had never heard of. So oh, like you nice. know, Yelp page two hundred and fifty oh, yeah. is like a place I'd never heard of. <laughs> so then I have to like look into it. And so anyway, long story short, we did it. It was by far the most successful thing that we have done thus far on sarahbakerhanson.com. It garnered m- more than 100,000 individual votes. Oh, my goodness. During the course of the tournament. That is a significant uh, population uh, sample from yeah, Omaha. Yeah, yes. it was. Um, and people really got into it. You know, yeah. they were talking about it, arguing about it. And that was just sort of like my dream scenario. That's like exactly what I was hoping that would happen with yeah. it. And so, yeah, so it was it was a huge success. Um, I definitely did not agree with many of the results. Um, but I did spend a solid month trying uh, winners of face-offs that I had never tried before. Nice. And so, yeah, I just basically ate pizza for like an entire <laughs> month and um, wrote several reviews during that period of kind of like what my take was. And uh-huh. then, um, you know, wrote at the end, like, here, here's the winner and uh, here's who I think got robbed and who you should try. <laughs> and there were quite a few. I would have... My bracket that I filled out was like completely different than the one that the public filled out. Interesting. I've judged a lot of contests over the years, and it it has been a rare occurrence that I agreed with what the popular winner was. So on one hand, I wasn't surprised, but I would say on the other hand, I was a little disappointed because I love an upset. And I wished there would have been more like new places that would have upset some of the the old school places. But well, Sarah Baker Hansen, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Oh, this is super cool. We got to test out the uh, uh, KIOS studios here. It's really posh in here. It's it really is, and uh, you know, sound deadened and and we sound great. We do. We (laughs) we sound fantastic. And with that, uh, this is Dave Zorko with Sarah Baker Hansen on Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food Series. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us, please check out uh, SarahBakerHanson.com and you can find her on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any other social media platforms and I'm things? I'm on that all the social media. There you go. Yeah, so on Twitter Boom. at SBH Omaha and then um, Instagram you can find my professional page under my name and then also um, on Facebook, the same. So just search for me. You'll find me. Fantastic. And there we go. We are going to sign off. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you so much to Sarah Baker Hansen for talking with us on Food Recognized Food. And here are those restaurants that she recommended. La Bouvette at 511 South 11th Street. Block 16, 1611 Farnham Street. Dante for the lasagna at 16901 Wright Plaza. Lola's, 4952 Dodge. Yoshitomo, 6009 Maple Street. Mercury and the Green Room, both on the area of 16th and Farnham. And then in New York, New York, Ruby Rosa, R-U-B-I-R-O-S-A, at 235 Mulberry Street. That Japanese listening bar is called The Exchange at 224 South Michigan Avenue. Thanks, Sarah, for putting that one on your blog. 1 White Street, New York, which, shockingly, is at 1 White Street, Tribeca, New York, 10013. My sincere thanks to Sarah. Check out sarahbakerhanson.com or at SBH Omaha. And uh, you might want to listen to the podcast version of this as well because we weren't able to get all of the interview into this one. (laughs) But here you are. You are on the podcast. So here comes the part of the interview that didn't make it into the radio show. And go. Is in, in, in your travels and then coming back to Omaha, is there anything uh, top of mind that you can think of where you're like, wow, I wish Omaha had a... X. Oh man, I wish I'm Omaha. On the spot there. I wish Omaha had better barbecue. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right. I know there are some newer places that uh-huh. um, people really love, but mm-hmm. you know, it's always really fascinated me the sort of like the closeness of Kansas City, yeah, and the distance 
of Kansas City when it comes to barbecue. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like I said, I was just down there and we ate at several places and I'm just like, this is... We, I really wish we had this. So, gotcha. Yeah, that would be my that would be my hot take for this. Wow. Episode. Yeah, and and the <laughs> uh, you know and obviously people get very passionate about their barbecue. Yeah. And you know we have a lot of folks uh, from Texas that are up here doing their style of barbecue. Indeed. So you know so I. Uh, shout out to Smoke and Barrel because I, I love the brisket so much. <laughs> very, very much. Brisket's hard to do. Oh, man. It's, yeah, and, and so delicious. Mm. Yes, it is. Goodness gracious. Okay, well, so looking at our, our show clock, since okay. we, we have one of those, we still have some time, which is a good thing because okay. I wanted to give you an opportunity towards the end here if there is anything, anything else happening with uh, your site, SarahBakerHanson.com, yeah. or anything. And then. Well, we should talk about Pizza Bracket. That is exactly right. And we can lead into talking about Pizza Bracket because I can reveal that there will be another bracket <gasps> in 2022, but it will not be about pizza. Oh, yeah. Well, then, mm -hmm. this is interesting. So you must take a look at the site to see what is going to happen. Yeah, then. yeah. Okay. We haven't we haven't even started doing our reconnaissance work yet on oh. the new topic. But myself and a, a couple other guys who used to work at the World Herald, we put that together ourselves. Uh -huh. And um, so, if you have a problem with the seating, you can talk to me because <laughs> I did it. <laughs> People on Twitter were like, "Who did your seating?" Blah blah blah. And I was like, "I did it. Do you want to talk to me about?" it <laughs> yeah the pizza bracket what do you want to know i so i i know for for we'll say um an observed fact mm -hmm. that it may not have turned out the way you expected oh no and i know from my perspective and i'm sure this was everyone's perspective because much like barbecue, yeah. pizza is a hotly contested topic. Absolutely. Uh, you know, crust styles and mm -hmm. whatever. And, you know, I think for the most part, all pizzas are good. <laughs> there are some that are better than others. I don't know if I have met a pizza that I truly just despise. Right. But there are certainly some that are better than others. That's I, a very that's very equal equal opportunity of you. Like you like all pizzas. I, I just you know and there there might be one where it's like, yeah, this is okay. I don't know if I've yeah. ever got one where I'm just like, I'm not eating this. Wow. You know, okay. you know. All right. Uh however, I am very partial to a few things and sure. and I will say that Via Farina for me mm -hmm. was one of the ones that carried me through twenty twenty right. and still carries me through often to this day because I am a to that sourdough yeah, it's just great. oh my gosh i've actually recently rediscovered via farina we've been there twice in the past like couple few weeks yeah and it's just it really is it's a knockout it's great it, it the the pastas and the pizza and mm -hmm. that shaved <sighs> brussels sprouts salad Oh, salad is delicious. This is good. Now, I ha I have not had <laughs> you that. You should try it. You should try it. It's great. That is fantastic. I, yeah. I, I can't stop myself. Usually it's Arancini and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. then I'm, yeah, I'm getting you. something Burrata else. Yeah. is one of my go-tos. Oh, man. And then, you know, the nice part is you got you got that crust. And if you get the Arancini, then they yeah. give you the, yeah. the, the red sauce to go mm -hmm. with it. And it's like, yeah, oh. Via Farina was one of the places that I personally felt got robbed in the pizza bracket. I may have felt that as well. Yeah. Yes. It was really, it's really interesting. So the pizza bracket started off like years ago as this idea. Of uh -huh. my, I have a, a good friend. I'll just give him a shout out. His name is Ben Van Cat, um, who loves the NCAA tournament, like, uh -huh. loves it. And so, a like years ago, he came to me or we were out for a drink or something, and he was like, What if we did a food bracket? And I was like, That's a great idea. Yeah. And so, we came, you know, we talked about all these different topics, like how would we do it? And wh what would we, you know, what, what would we what would just how would we do it basically what would it be about and i i came to the conclusion that i thought what i wanted to do was make it all local mm -hmm. and and just it would be we would seed it and then we would we made like all these different spreadsheets of all these different places and i had to do hours of research to figure out enough locally owned places that yeah. we could fill out the 64 and so we figured it out and we we sat down one night pre-pandemic uh, at, at my condo and we did the seating and it took us forever and we were like okay we feel good about it like here's our you know we had we had reasons for what what all we did yeah. and uh and then we kind of like lost track of it COVID started like we didn't know what was going to happen and so when there was no tournament we didn't do it because we were that was going to be like the thing the first thing I was going to do oh, on my site yeah, so this yeah. was like in 2019 yeah and then we, we had it all ready to go. 
And we were like, we're not going to do it because it doesn't feel right. Like, people aren't going to be able to go try the pizzas. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. Sure. And so we just, we just like, held it. Yeah. So fast forward to this year. Like, you know, we're in a, a sort of, like, different headspace. And it's, like, mm-hmm. a week before it was supposed to start. And they were going to have the tournament and blah, blah, blah. And, and Ben sends me a text and it says, pizza bracket, do you want to do it? Or should we wait until <laughs> next year? And so I was like, let's do it. Nice. And so we pulled up all of our old spreadsheets and we we like went back to it and, and I had to make all these calls again to like make sure places this time were still open. Yeah. And then research this was like pages and pages of Yelp to see like what places had opened that I had never heard of. So oh, like you nice. know, Yelp page two hundred and fifty oh, yeah. is like a place I'd never heard of. <laughs> so then I have to like look into it. And so anyway, long story short, we did it. It was by far the most successful thing that we have done thus far on sarahbakerhanson.com. It garnered m- more than 100,000 individual votes. Oh, my goodness. During the course of the tournament. That is a significant uh, population uh, sample from yeah, Omaha. Yeah, yes. it was. Um, and people really got into it. You know, yeah. they were talking about it, arguing about it. And that was just sort of like my dream scenario. That's like exactly what I was hoping that would happen with yeah. it. And so, yeah, so it was it was a huge success. Um, I definitely did not agree with many of the results. Um, but I did spend a solid month trying uh, winners of face-offs that I had never tried before. Nice. And so, yeah, I just basically ate pizza for like an entire <laughs> month and um, wrote several reviews during that period of kind of like what my take was. And uh-huh. then, um, you know, wrote at the end, like, here, here's the winner and uh, here's who I think got robbed and who you should try. <laughs> and there were quite a few. I would have... My bracket that I filled out was like completely different than the one that the public filled out. Which Interesting. I've judged a lot of contests over the years, and it it has been a rare occurrence that I agreed with what the popular winner was. So, on one hand, I wasn't surprised, but I would say on the other hand, I was a little disappointed because I love an upset, yeah. and I wished there would have been more like new places that would have upset some of the the old school places. But yeah. people got very angry about La Casa going as far as it did. <sighs> That is the most I, I I have said that it is probably the most divisive pizza in all of Omaha. I was describing it to someone who didn't live in Omaha recently, and he was like, "I don't get why it's so divisive. It like doesn't sound that bad." And I was like, "No, you don't understand. People hate it. Like some people actually actively hate it." <laughs> yeah, you're you're in one camp or the other. Yeah. So yeah. and I I I happen to be. I will declare right here. I am in the Lovett camp. Me too. But, Me too. And here's my here's my thing when I when I send someone there. Okay. The first thing I tell them to order is not the hamburger pizza. Really? Absolutely. The meat carpet? That is correct. You're against it? I am not against it, <laughs> but my first recommendation is unless you are a seasoned Romano lover and, yeah. and you know what's happening, the first thing you order is a single topping, just pepperoni and mozz pizza. Got That's it. number one. So you get familiar with the crust, the sauce, and you don't get confused right. by the meat carpet, yeah. which is a very unusual thing. <laughs> yeah. And then branch out to doing maybe both cheeses, right. and, then, and then try the, the try the hamburger. The only mm-hmm. thing with the hamburger for me, especially if you take it home, is because it is covered so much. Yes, it tends to get a little wet for me. It does get a little wet. Yeah, and yeah. so we're the, we're a single topping, and that that crust. It's. Is not a multi-topping crust, in my opinion. It's, it doesn't stand up well to heavy toppings. No, yeah. If you're if you're looking for a big supreme combo type thing, because I've seen people try to order that, just don't. Yeah. I I'd go a max of like three toppings on I a think casa pizza. I, I generally do like a mushroom, uh, onion, meat, like hamburger. There you go. And that's as much as I would ever put on that yes. pizza if yes. I were to order it. Yes. So, I, I yeah. do think it is unfair because some people are really down on the crust for some reason. And I know. Like, it's, a lot of people it's, don't like it. It's good. Yeah. It's good, I like it so. too. But, I think I think the Romano is is really – people don't like that. Yeah. If you're not ready for it – well, and that's the other thing. If you get if you get the mozzarella pepperoni pizza mm-hmm. and you order a side of that Romano, right. you can dabble in Romano a little bit and see what you think about it. Because <laughs> yeah. and because their Romano is not – It is pungent. Yes. It is, it is not a weak cheese. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, we 
are uh, we're going to do another bracket 2022. Nice. Coming back. Already got that old IP address ready to go. Ready to rock. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited. That's uh, cool. Not IP address. Web address. It's going to be a different website. Okay. Okay. It's going to be through my website, but it's going to be a different topic. So it'll be Makes sense. Omaha blank bracket. Gotcha. I, I'm curious to see what that is. Well, I'll tell you when we get off. I, I like it. I like it. I promise I will not reveal it. <laughs> I think I, there's I, like I, I will not. three people that know. Awesome. I will keep it uh, close to the uh, yeah. the Fatter Day Burger here on my chest. Um, and, you know, one thing about the bracket that is cool, though, I'm hoping, first of all, that maybe some people tried some new spots. They did. Which is they good. They for sure did. Because I heard from so many people in emails and um, tweets and, like, DMs on Twitter and stuff that people had gone and they'd never heard of X Place and they went and checked it out. And yeah. like, I kind of feel like at the end of the day, if that's if that's what I can do for people in Omaha, expose them to something they never had before, tell them about a place they've never heard of. You know, even if it's a place that I personally didn't like, if it's something that they think they'll like and they go try it, like, my job here is done. That's what I feel like I would really ultimately like is just to support people going out and eating and having experiences in Omaha. My goodness. Well, you know, I can't wrap it up any better than that. <laughs> I was totally going to say something like, you know, it's pretty cool that Omaha has enough pizza places to populate a 64-slot pizza bracket. It's pretty sweet. Without putting the chains in there, I know. even. I had the chains on the list. They were, like, sitting below as, like, fillers. And Just I was in like, case. nope, I'm not putting these not on there. People got upset about Casey's not being on there. Oh, man, and the, the breakfast pizza has yeah. quite, the, uh, quite the following. It does, oh, yeah. And it, I would include a chain if it was based in Nebraska. Well, that's fair. Yeah. Like, you could Like make, Valentino's. I was going to say, like, Valentino's, or uh, you, you might give Godfather's you a could, pass. We did, it, you know, we did Godfather's. Here, so. Okay, Godfather's was yeah, on there. We did okay. it. Okay. Mm-hmm. We also did Amazing Pizza Machine. Oh, oh, amazing pizza machine. People got really mad about that, too. (laughs) Come on. It's fun. Like, let's just have some fun here. We don't have to be so serious all the time. Right, right. We can. We're we're just talking. It's a pizza. pizza bracket. That's what we're talking about. A pizza bracket. Yeah, at the outset, like, like right. the, no one's personal health is at risk here. No, no one's losing their house or their car. We've been through a lot. We've been through a lot. Let's yeah. just vote on some pizza. For serious. <laughs> serious. Like, if that's the worst problem we have in the universe, yeah. we're doing really well. We are. We, we are. We're doing we were. Good. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. Well, Sarah Baker Hansen, thank you so much sure. for joining me. Thanks for having me. It was really fun. Oh, this was super cool. We got to test out the uh, KIOS uh, I know. studios here. It's this really is- possible. Here. It, it's it really is, and uh, you know, sound deadened and, and sounds, we know, sound great. We do. We, <laughs> we sound fantastic. And with that, uh, this is Dave Zorko with Sarah Baker Hansen on Saturday Omaha's Food Recognized Food Series. Thank you so much for uh, listening to us. Please check out uh, sarahbakerhansen.com and you can find her on Twitter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, any other social media platforms and things? I'm on that people all should... the social media. There you go. Yeah. So on Twitter Boom. at sbh omaha. And then um, Instagram, you can find my professional page under my name. And then also um, on Facebook, the same. So just search for me. You'll find me. Fantastic. And there we go. We are going to sign off. Thank you Our so much. Our show is recorded and right. produced Bye-bye. by Saturday Omaha. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, as well as email Omaha at gmail.com. Saturday Omaha. Eat this.